Guys, hello and welcome to this episode number 23 of the RDO Podcast. As always, I am your host, Jason Von Cannell, with my brother and co-host, Alex Von Cannell. How are you, brother? I'm good. You good? I've, I've got something to tell you, but I'll, so let's start. How are you? How was your week? Well, I've got something to say too, but we'll we'll hold on to that for a little bit, a little bit longer as well. Okay, so first of all, we've actually got some announcements to make, mm-hmm. which we will make a little bit later. We've got two. Yep. We've got a giveaway. Yeah, we do have a very exciting giveaway. Our first giveaway. And, uh, and we've, we've got some other exciting news. Which I think we could link the, other, the two together. Oh, yeah, mm. yeah. We're just thinking of this on the fly. You can tell how prepared we are. Yeah, absolutely. So I had a bit of a wake-up call. I had multiple wake-up calls, and that led me to take action. Right. So I can't remember if we spoke on the last podcast about actually putting myself on the scales. Mm-hmm. And I've weighed more than I've ever weighed in my entire life, which was 102 kilos. Right. Okay, I've never cracked 100. I've actually never been close to 100. I've been like sort of 95, 96... 98 on a real bad day, mm-hmm. you know, back down to early 90s, but I've never cracked the 100. So this I've blown through, straight through it. Mm-hmm. So that was that glass ceiling. Yeah, so that was step one. Did you raise your bat at 100? Did I what? Did you raise your bat? No, no, because I, yeah, I don't watch cricket. I don't watch cricket. So that was bad, but it was okay. Mm-hmm. Then I, uh, I started going for morning walks, so, so an hour walk. And anyone who follows my social media, I will say there's on my walk, there's a little, um, it's actually a drain. It's a large drain. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> like, I really like that. Like when it, Well, when people it, might know what it is. So there's, there's a drain that I actually, on my walk, I walk down the drain. It's quite grassy, but it opens up onto this beautiful spot on the river. Mm. And some people go fishing there. There's some crab pots there and stuff like that. So it is used, but it's a really nice place to like zen out mm. for a bit. And it's actually... Uh, uh, it's healing, literally healing. I, I had a, a bad night's sleep. I was thinking about stuff, and I walked down there and sat there for like five minutes, mm. just gathered, you know, focused on my breath, gathered my thoughts, and I came away feeling fresh. So. Yeah, cool, cool. Um, so on my walk back, I thought uh, there was there's like a kids playground but usually there's kids all over it but mm-hmm. I, I started quite early and there was no one around mm. so I thought I'll just jump on the monkey bars mm. so I jumped on and I could barely barely hold my own weight yeah okay so that was that was step two we, we did the exact same thing this week well Monday yeah because we, we took Nate to uh, a playground with his auntie Stace yeah uh, and I, I was mucking around on the play equipment as well, and I did the exact same thing with the monkey bars. Yeah, so that was a bit, that was shocking, but, you know, your brain starts making excuses for it. Mm. But the final straw was on Sunday, I went with the boys go-karting. Mm-hmm. So there was four of us in total, uh, five of us, sorry, five of us in total. Now, I consider myself a good driver mm-hmm. okay i'm a driving enthusiast done a lot of education in um like in advanced driving i've done a lot of i nerd out on on motorsport mm-hmm. uh i've done various track days you know um i consider myself up there and in my group of friends all my friends are good drivers um i never not win at least one session mm-hmm. i always win at least one I, I was, I think the best position I had was third. So out of f- three sessions, 
I was third, third, and then not on the board. Right. And it's purely down to weight. Mm. There was a corner there, because I know the go-kart track quite well, extreme karting. Mm-hmm. Turn three, uh, sorry, it's turn four. In multiple karts, I literally couldn't follow the correct racing line because I'm pushing so wide because I'm trying to push so much inertia around it. Mm. And the guy that won it, my mate Russell, that, that basically dominated the whole session, is 25 kilos lighter than me. Oh, yeah, well, that makes a massive difference. Yeah, but I can do something about it. Yeah. So I did. Yeah. The day after, so uh, on Monday when I came into work, I walked down the coffee shop, and uh, at my off- next door to my office is a gym. Mm-hmm. Well, the guy from the gym was there, and I said, hey, Matt, uh, just got towed up at uh, go-karting. Mm-hmm. I need to get my shit together. Mm-hmm. And he goes, okay, I'll come see you. So I went back in the office. He walks in, sits down, and he goes, okay, what does getting your shit together look like? And I told him what my goals were, and he's like, all right. When do you want to start? I'm like, tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So yesterday was my first session right. at, at the gym. It's literally next door. I've got no excuse to do it. Yeah. I'm very sore today. What, what's the business called? Give him a shout out. Wink Fit. Wink Fit? Wink Fit. Yeah. Okay. Wink Fit's in Kelvin Grove. Mm-hmm. Literally shares a wall with my with my shed. Mm-hmm. So if you guys hear like some banging or something like that, that's the gym next door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was... Brutal. Mm-hmm. I've never sweat so much before in my life. Even after, like, it was like a strength session, right. and we like we kind of did these stations, and I'd left the aircon on in my office, mm-hmm. and where I was going to change my clothes when I finished, and I came around, and for an hour after, I'm just like excreting insane amounts of sweat right mm-hmm. in front of the air conditioner. Mm-hmm. So it felt feels good. So I'm, I'll start with two two times a week. Mm-hmm. So I'll do Tuesdays and Thursday afternoons. Yeah. And um, I'll maintain my walking. I needed to walk this morning just to like shake up the mm. lactic acid that built up in my in my legs because it was a bit sore. But uh, I will get to the top step of the go kart podium again, and I will be able to have fun on the monkey bars. So that's right. something I've kind of added to my uh, yeah to your goals for you. I know I said ninety five kilos, yeah, but it's going to be more than that. It's going to be like I've got all the I've got all the time and all the resources available. Mm-hmm. I am um, going to thrive. It is time nice. to thrive. Nice. And that's where, um, you know, funny enough, I, I re-listened to our episode about the goal setting uh, when I was doing the editing. And uh, obviously, this, this gets back down to having a real tangible goal to aim for. So you understand that your issues with uh, the racing is because you're holding too much weight. Mm. Now, you can drop that weight in a variety of different ways. Obviously, mm. the number one would be losing body fat. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you really want to take it to the nth degree, then you, you're you not going to want to do any muscle hypertrophy stuff. You're going to sure. want to do muscle endurance stuff. Because yep. It's for racing. So you don't want to have big muscles that you can only use for a short period of time. You want to have small, lean muscles that you can use for a long period of time. Um, so you've got an actual genuine goal and a and a and a result you're looking yeah. for which uh, which is a really really good thing yeah it's probably one of the things that um i i struggle with a little bit at the moment in regards to fitness goals now i haven't done a whole lot for the last few weeks because i've been sick mm. uh and really fatigued and stuff like that so I, i'm going to be getting back into it from this week as well uh but my whole thing is now it's like for the last i don't know 
three years, my exercise, well, first it was about rehab for my mm-hmm. knee, which was a good targeted yep. goal. I knew yep. exactly where I was going with You were it. absolutely dedicated when you were doing that too. 100%. Now it's like the goal is general fitness. Yeah, and that's so gets, broad. Yeah, because yeah. there's so many different things you can do in fitness. And again, like I, I mentioned on, on that um, that podcast, like aesthetics have never been the goal. Aesthetics will always be a byproduct of any exercise sure. you do. Like you're always, if you drop fat, build muscle, you're always going to look better. Yeah, right? yeah. But I'm not like going to be standing doing curls on the squat rack to try to get big arms or something yeah, like yeah. that. So I think, yeah, for me, it's like... Uh, I really want to set my goal as going back to basketball this year, and I want to tailor my training around basketball-specific sure. activities to give me something to actually shoot for. As and well. how did you feel on the monkey bars? Uh, weak, weak ass, too too heavy. Too grip strength, right? Um, to be honest, my grip strength was fine, and I reckon that comes from the weight training I have been doing. Mm. So obviously, I've been throwing around that like fifty kilo weight bar a little sure. bit. I've been doing a lot of kettlebell stuff. Um, for a few months, well, sorry, kettlebells I've been doing for two years, um, like the actual weight bar, bit heavier I've been mm. doing for a, about a month since I bought it. Um, so grip strength seemed fine. My, my biggest issue was that like, cause yeah, I did one, um, length of the monkey bars and I was done. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. So the one I did was, it's not actually a monkey bar, it was, it was like a, uh, Ninja Warrior course that had th- three round twisting wheels and you right, grab okay, onto yeah. one and it, and it sort of swings around and you grab the other. Where's that? That's cool. Just near my house yeah. on my walk. And it's, it's actually got a whole Ninja Warrior course. Wow. Yeah, yeah. But on a much smaller scale yeah, and okay. much lower to the ground. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It probably should be. But that, that'd be an amazing training tool. It's usually always full of kids and I feel yeah, weird being okay. a, you know, non-dad uh yeah that was a that was a big point that came out of this week too um so we took nate to um a park in pacific pines which is quite cool like got a lot of stuff there um i've got to say kids playgrounds have come a lot come a long way and also in certain ways pull back a little bit um over the years because everything obviously has to be safer um but, so yeah, we took, took Nate to the playground, so we are like mucking around, I think, which I'm really looking forward to doing that as he gets a little bit older, because I'll get fit from doing that stuff anyway, because a lot of stuff to climb up and all those sorts of things too. Um, but one of my friends posted, uh, shout out to Lisa, because I know that she'll be watching this too, uh, about, you know, saying, oh, like, you got to admit it, that I was having more fun by being there than Nate was. Sure. And said, yeah, but the problem is, as a bloke, with a kid at a playground, if you're just sitting there staring, you look like a pedo. Yeah, that's worse. You actually have to get involved. Sorry, in that's not play. the worst thing. That's the second. That's the second best. The absolute worst. Worse than someone watching it is if someone unrelated to the kids is playing with the kids on the. On oh, the I think I think worse is if someone takes a kid and leaves yeah. <laughs> that doesn't belong to them. That's probably the worst. That's the hypocrisy of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's a hypocrite. Yeah, yeah, hypocrisy. Uh, that's a that's a reference to a Norm Macdonald joke about Bill Cosby. If you are if you are a comedy fan and you don't know who Norm Macdonald is, you need to go and uh, seek him out. Yeah, he is like one of the masters, mm. one of the masters of comedy. Yeah, and uh, I've literally I'm watching uh, Norm live, uh, Norm Macdonald live, which he did he did a podcast basically like. 
like this one, mm-hmm. years and years ago, and, uh, and he, it's it's different to other mm. comedy and the yeah. deadpan way that he does it, and he's extremely intelligent, but he he ebbs and flows between absolute dirtbag comedy to like really intellectual stuff. But I also like the way that he um, tries to uh, like dip his friends into it. So when when there's like yeah a, he goads them he goads them in well well not even goads them in he just throws them straight into things that will try to make them sound racist or prejudiced or something like that. But if what you, I, what if, I find, if, if you don't know who Norm Macdonald is, he was Billy Madison's friend. Yeah, he was what, the skinny one. Yeah, what else? What else has he been in? Um, oh, heaps of stuff. I can't really think mm. off the top of my head. Should have done some research. Mm. But yeah, look him up. But one of the things I really like about listening to him and a lot of the older comics, you can just tell that they've just been doing it forever, so they're so polished. So, like, uh, I'm mindful of even just speaking on the podcast because we're obviously still pretty new at this. Mm. Um, with the way that I speak, that you, you'll throw some ums in, you'll throw some just some filler words in. Yeah. We're, these guys just don't do that because every single word is crafted and practiced and... But in saying that, I, I listen to the No Agenda podcast, which is one of my favourites, mm. and those guys, like, he's li- Adam Curry's literally the podfather. He invented the podcast, mm. and he is still adapting his thought, uh, his speech patterns yeah. to improve the way that he speaks. So it's, it's a constant development. But hasn't he also got um, Tourette's? Yeah, but it's not... It's, it's not, not major. They're not tics. No. What... He doesn't have voice tics. He has um, facial tics. Mm. But he knows that there are words that they say, both the, uh, him and John C. Devore, they say as part of habit and not mm. exactly... Uh, not exactly... Uh, they don't add any value. They're it doesn't just, add... Yeah, yeah. yeah words that don't add any salt. value. Yeah. Which is interesting too, like... Um, when you and you actually listen back to yourself say anything look number one uh, it, it's funny how someone who can have their own podcast I actually hate the sound of my own voice and I think a lot of people don't like the sound of their own voice mm. as well because it's an unnatural sound because it actually sounds completely different when you listen to it sure. than it does inside your head when you're actually making the noises yourself you so don't... sorry so go there you go yeah um, so that's that's one thing um, now I completely lost my train of thought it's me off sorry there's there the power of your own voice is so powerful, in fact, that the Japanese during World War Two tried to develop a weapon that they wanted to intercept radio communication, mm-hmm. and all they wanted to do was play back what you had said a fraction after you had said it. Yeah. Now, I, Dad's phone at work when he had the pizza shop yep. used to do it to one of my mobiles all the time. Right. And it will literally cripple your brain. Mm, yeah, it messes with you. You just hear yourself back. You know, you know when someone plays the game where they just copy you, and you where they just copy you. Yeah, they just copy you. That's annoying. But imagine hearing your own voice straight after. Mm. It is brutal, yeah. and it would have been really effective if they'd uh, ever got it to work. It's like um, when you're yeah when you're on the phone with someone who's speaking to you from their car with their Bluetooth on and the speakers too loud. Mm. And obviously your voice plays out of the speakers, gets picked up by the microphone, gets played back to you. It actually messes with yeah. with your thought process. Yeah, yeah. Um, which it definitely has, because I've completely forgotten what we were talking about. Yeah. So what was the... What so, was the... Oh, we, we, were, we were talking about, obviously, we start with your fitness goals. Yeah. 
Um, and I think, look, obviously it's, what's the date today? It's the 6th of uh, January, 2021. So I think we are in that period where everyone does do the new year, new me, new year's resolution. I'm going to go and get fit and healthy thing. Um, and look, out of all the goals that you can have, it's probably one of the most important goals mm-hmm. because health is wealth. Like obviously, you know, we mentioned it before um, about you can have all the money in the world, but if you're not healthy enough to enjoy it or if you don't have any friends around you to enjoy mm-hmm. it with, what's the point? Um, all of the richest men on the planet will always say, you know, they can buy anything they want in the world, but they can't buy health and they can't buy time. Mm-hmm. And you kind of can buy health now with uh, a lot of the different advancements in vitamins in um, technology with things like... Yeah, but I would say they are investing in it. Mm. So what the count, what they're trying to counter is the people out there that put no investment in their yeah. health whatsoever. Yeah. People overwork, lethargic lifestyles, like mm. that sort of thing. So whether you're doing it via just throwing money at it to purchase the best supplementation or having the best diet, that's all positive. Yeah. That's, all, that's a positive thing. Yeah, or sure. if you're out there grinding doing push-ups and squats and booty moves, Zumba. True. So, do you want to do, do your own fitness challenge then? No. <laughs> no. Because it's for me. Fair enough. Yeah, fair it's enough. It's for me. Um, and that's a, that's a good motivator to have, is just to do it for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, okay. So, you did your first session yesterday. How's the body feel? Sore. Very sore? And I think, I know it's going to be sore tomorrow. It's yeah. going to be way worse tomorrow. Yeah, because you get DOMS, delayed onset muscle soreness. So I got home uh, last night and like showered up, had some dinner, and I've got a hypervolt, uh, yep. like a percussion massage thing. Mm-hmm. And man, I hit the spots. I was like, <sighs> seriously, this thing got so deep inside me. I thought I was gay for a moment. It was it because it, you enjoyed it so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a big smile on my face. No, it was it was really really sore. But I'm glad I, I went for a walk this morning because when I got out of bed, I was like, I felt like an old man. Mm. And after the walk, everything loosens up and warms up, and yeah, yeah, yeah it's better. Yeah. It's better. But I feel good. Yeah, cool. I feel good. Yeah, and it's just good just to make a start, and you know, like like I said, have a targeted goal that you know you're walking working towards. And the good thing about having a trainer as well is you've got someone to keep you accountable. And, and he's right next door. He's right next door. Yeah. So, yeah, if he calls you up and's like, hey, where are you? We're supposed to be having a training session today. Like, you literally can't avoid him. <laughs> he joked to me yesterday because I left my water bottle in here. So I had done, like, three sets of something. And I'm like, I'm just going to get my water bottle. And when I came back, he's like, I was expecting to see that I've got a little Honda Grom motorbike that you've seen the pictures of. Yeah. Little, little tiny <laughs> yeah. And he goes, I was just expecting to see, ding, 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 ding. And I, I had to be honest with him. I couldn't even sit on that thing. <laughs> My legs are so sore. <laughs> oh, there's no way. There is just no way. Yeah. And look, that, that sort of training does feel really good once you once you actually get back into it. Yeah. Like, I'll always remember when I first started doing kickboxing like, years ago, um, the first session I ever went to. Because I, I was fit back then. Mm. Like, And I imagine myself as a fit person. Um, but you also realize when you do anything relatively high level, there's different types of fitness that your body can be used to. And I just was not used to that. So... Um, we used to train in the, the top of this, um, it was basically like a massive shed, but um, we, we trained on the top level, I had corrugated iron roof, yeah. and it was on a slant, and it would slant towards where the sun would set, and we train in the afternoon. So at the lowest point, this roof is probably just on two metres tall, yeah. and the highest point is probably, I don't know, six or seven metres tall, yeah. but 
the heat that was generated off that roof while you were training. I know, dude. That's what I've got here. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I don't train upstairs. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and it was so hot. And I remember we, we, were, we were, in my opinion, we were training, right? And then at one point I had to, like, leave the room because I was starting to get a little bit uh, dizzy. And yeah. Anyway, I came back in, and that was when I found out that that was just the warm-up. Yeah. And then we actually had to train for an hour after that. Yeah. And it was just next level, and I was, I was busted for days. But, again, you, you feel good because you do something difficult, and you you know you can actually get through it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, look, I'm very excited to join you on your on your fitness journey. Cool, thank you. And you're, uh, I'll keep everyone posted. So, yeah. um, I suppose one of the metrics we can use is, is the weight thing. Yeah. Um, but I'll let you know how we go in go-karting and I'll let you know how we go. Are we going to do the DEXA scan? I, I believe so. I just don't know when. Okay. I just don't know when. When you do yours, let me know and I'll see if I can get free to maybe do it at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. And then we can have actual data that we can, sure. that we can work off. Yep. Um, yeah, cool. Um, one of the things that, I mean, really all I've done in the last week is just stuff with Nate and... It, we're talking about progression and stuff like that and it's just really interesting to watch him progress because mm. he progresses so quickly like he's literally gone from I think he started walking roughly a month ago but now he's he's real quick and just wants to move we put shoes on him about a week ago for pretty much not the first time but he's rarely worn shoes since we mm. since we had him and he hated it because he'd like, just gotten used to walking with his feet, and then you put these other things can't on it. Can't feel the ground, yeah. Yeah, can't feel the ground. But now he's just motoring. And I noticed his hand movements have changed too. Yeah. So in the first videos that you sent me, it was very up high, yeah. which is very similar to Google's AI when they tried to teach it to run. Really? Yeah, if you watch it, it, it's, it runs like this. It punches the air. Up above the shoulders for people that are listening to this and not uh, not watching it, oh, yeah. um, it actually powers itself forward, which is what Nate was doing to start with. Wow! And now he's then moved uh, moved down. So that's yeah, that's really interesting because obviously those robots were trying to like self learn. No, this is not robot. This is a this is a digital a digital uh, model right. that they were using machine learning mm. to try and teach this thing how to uh, move like a human, yeah, but well. teach itself. Yeah. And yeah, I noticed at the start it was just punching the air up above its shoulders to try and lunge itself forward. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I wonder which, if it's... Yeah. Which is what Nate was doing to start with. Yeah, yeah for sure. That. And now, but now he's moved. He's not down like no, regular style. No, it's It's kind of nipple height. Bit, yep, yep. Yeah. Um, and, but now it's like, so we we live on the end of... Um, we, we live on the end of a street. It's not, not a cul-de-sac, but... It's like it's, a circuit. It's got like, yeah, it's like a circle, big circle. Mm. I think the circle itself is about, you know, 1.2 Ks or something mm. if you just walk the circle itself. And so now there'll be some nights when um, he just doesn't want to go to sleep or something like that because he's just got too much energy where a man has been taking him out for a walk and he'll walk the whole mm. circuit. Now, we tried to do it last night. He didn't want to walk in the same direction the entire time. So it got to a point where he's very fascinated by cars. You'll love this. So whenever we walk past cars, he wants to run over and touch the cars, mm -hmm. usually around the wheels. So he gets all the, the wheel dust and grease and stuff on his hands. Yep. Um, but he just got to one point, like last night when we tried to walk past his car and then I didn't let him touch it. And then he just kept running back to it. 
So it was like we were stuck on an infinite loop. Where yeah. I would I would pick him up away from the car, move him a little bit further up the street, trying to get him to walk further, and then he would just turn around and sort of run back over to it. But it's just it's just so interesting to watch his progression with everything. So walking, he's he's starting to do really really well. Mm. Throwing stuff, he's starting to do really well. So we've been mucking around with like a ball for a you know a couple of months now. Mm. Um, and now he'll grab the ball, he'll stand up and just be walking and then just throw it. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, all right, cool. And the thing is, I'm, I'm excited as a sports guy because he enjoys it. Yeah, so like, keep talking. I'll just, I'm going to grab something for next room. Yeah, sweet. So, yeah, like I, you know, I'm excited by the fact that um, he gets excited about ball sports because then obviously if I can, if I can get back into basketball, get him to come and watch me play some games... He might get excited by that and then start building a, um, you know, excitement towards that. And then hopefully he'll start playing in the NBA and dad will get free tickets and can get, uh, I can just ride off his coattails. Well, every time Uncle Alex sees young Nate, uh, I get the habit of sticking my uh, index finger up and he likes to grab it. He's got very strong grip strength. Yep. And I simulate gear shifts, and I make gear shift sounds, <laughs> and that's and now his obsession with cars. He might end up being a race car driver. He'll be too big. The exact problem that you he just said about He can be a stock car cars. racer. He can nah. be a stock car racer. You don't have to be Formula One. He can be a stock car racer. Oh, he's not going to be anything. DTM. He could be uh, their supercars. Uh, there are many options out there. I'm, sure, cater for I'm the, sure that weight will still be an issue. The heftier. No, no. Oh, uh, um. Oh, what's his name? Paul Stewart in America? NASCAR. Mm. Some of them are fat. Five-time champions. Actually, you know what? He's, he's probably set up to be a NASCAR driver. He's practicing on Because he got the circle. Yeah. Um, and he's got this little thing. I think it's supposed to be like it's a walker, but I think it's supposed to be like a lawnmower or something like that. And that's what we've been taking with us the last couple of nights where he'll just grab it and he'll just walk that thing around. So I guess it's kind of like he's driving. There you go. He's yeah. getting very good at turning corners and stuff like that as well. Hey. Yeah. Hey, we'll see. We'll see. Now, can we announce the first announcement? Is the first announcement my one or your one? Which one do you want to do? Well, the major one. They're both major. (laughs) So, guys. Exciting news. Very exciting news. Uh, This morning I got an email from Apple. Mm -hmm. Not a scam this time. Yeah. Uh, that we have officially been approved for uh, to be distributed, I guess would be yeah. the term, on the Apple Podcast app. Yeah, hey. track. So, guys, jump if you're an Apple user, which I am, jump on your podcast app, search for the RDO Podcast. Search for the yeah. RDO Podcast. You'll recognise the, the symbol, because obviously it's got the same, the logo and everything like that. Search for the RDO Podcast. And subscribe to it, and in that way it'll download directly to your library every single week when we have a new episode that comes out of it. And you can listen while you're doing the dishes, while you're driving your car, you can while you're doing your exercise, because uh, that's part of your goals. We went through some, so obviously we had some targets that we wanted to achieve for the pod, mm-hmm. and one of them we wanted to get the audio sorted out first. Yep. Before we went to those platforms, because mm-hmm. the audio definitely wasn't up to scratch. We think yeah. it is now, but we we know that there's some um, adjustments that we need to make. So I've got some wind screens coming for the yep. for the mics. Yeah. We've had a bit of play with levels and things like that, so we're getting we're getting better at that. True. Now, for anyone who is just listening on the podcast apps, 
our back catalogue won't be brought over because I just don't think the audio is good enough. Yeah. So if you are interested in listening to the back catalogue at all, you're going to have to jump on YouTube, search for us on there. Yes. And you can have the first 20-odd episodes uh, straight off YouTube. Yeah. But yeah, so very exciting. Um, and if it could help us, even on YouTube, if you can like, subscribe, and share, and it just helps us just helps us out get a little bit more because once you get to a certain point the way that the youtube algorithm works is once you reach a certain click-through rate and certain yeah. watch time then it'll start pushing it out to other people so yeah. at the moment we we think that most of the people that are watching it are people that know us yeah um but but we, we want to find our audience globally yeah and um and yeah that would really help if you just liked for sure shared but if you do if you do think that just jumping on the podcast apps is easier for you by all means just do it that way instead um you still rate it yeah absolutely yeah give us still share it give us a rating um the other thing is so interesting i submitted us for approval to apple and to google podcasts on the same day so apple came back first so another example of them being oh they are way Way better. They're very efficient. Yeah, you said that to me like it was facetious, but I, mm. I I know that Apple is far more rigid in their process, so they they are a more professional organisation. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see when Google comes back um, with an approval. We're not on Spotify. No, which, interestingly enough, the only reason why I didn't submit it to Spotify is because they only accept audio and MP3. And for those in the know, MP3 sucks. Yeah. MP3 is what... Like, was the very first, basically, did, no, WAV files, I think, were the first, but mm. MP3 was the first slightly com, uh, compressed version. Yeah. And it sucks. Like, I, I don't understand how you can be a modern-day... Well, especially when you're Spotify, and it looks like Spotify's trying to own the podcast space. Yeah. Like, that's the whole reason why they did the deal with Joe Rogan in the first place, was to try to bring all the people over to start using their app. Um, now, in saying that, too, and this is something they spoke about on No Agenda, I don't think people really care as much these days about the quality of... I do. Yeah, I know you do, but I think general mm. consumers of um, the majority media, don't yeah, I just don't don't think really care. But I just, I just found it really interesting because, I mean, like, we're recording this on my laptop with the base stock standard program that came with the laptop, mm. the audio recording program, which is an MP4 file. So the fact that a company which is trying to own the podcast space will only accept audio in an MP3 file, I just find really, really interesting. Yeah. Just doesn't make sense. Because all the others can accept it in multiple different formats. Which is what you'd expect from a professional. It is what you would expect. Because this is what I said to you, and I don't know if, if, if it um, came across right, but Spotify want us to do the work for them. Yeah. Whereas they should be they should be the ones that are providing the platform for us to use. Because mm. we're adding the content. We are the ones built the, the content creators are the ones building the value in it. Mm. So the least they could do is provide a platform that's usable for the content creators. Yeah, but it seems like they... Like the more... Because I didn't know how any of this stuff worked before yeah, we started we're all learning. Yeah. Um, and the more I... The more I do of this stuff myself, because I, I do all the editing and the... Um, producing and all that sort of stuff um so if you've got any complaints about that direct them at me uh any feedback i can get to help me out because i'm a novice at this clearly uh it's obviously helpful but the more of this stuff i do the more i realize that these platforms like apple Podcasts, google play um all those platforms they don't actually do anything apart from that they're like a conduit to a conduit 
Yeah. So obviously you go to Apple Podcasts on your phone. They don't store any of your podcasts or information or anything like that. It's fed through to them by a hosting service, which we've had to pay for as well. Um, so in other words, we edit the content, put it up on the hosting service. The hosting service has a thing called an RSS feed, which you then submit to the different, um, I think they'd be called directories, yes. like Apple Podcasts. Uh, for approval, once they approve it, they send you back a, um, a URL to put into your hosting service, which allows them to um, automatically pull your new data. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that's it. But it's like, they don't really do a hell of a lot. Or they are. It, oh, aggregate everything together. That's exactly the word. They are aggregators. They yeah. are the, the, the simple icon that you click on your phone. Mm-hmm. Now, I do want us to go on the... No agenda like the podcast two point yep. and for those for those no if you if you don't understand no agenda podcast I would get onto it. Adam Curry literally invented uh, the podcast. He for real nerds out there, you would have heard his voice when they launched the iPhone with i the i uh, uh, so the podcast app. Mm-hmm. So Apple coined the term podcast. Right. And there's a famous line when Steve Jobs is doing a presentation and he's like in front of everyone and he says, let's log in, let's see what a podcast is playing right now. And they flick over and this guy, he's doing his radio show and he goes, oh, I've had to start my iMac three times like mm. that. And everyone laughed and, you know, so he, he's actually part of sort of podcasting folklore. We call him the podfather mm-hmm. and he's the podfather. And ironically, he hates the term pod. We he, yeah, we pod. still use the word pod, and he's just got to get over it <laughs> because he had his chance to make an impression, and he didn't. So, so anyway, he, they, they've started a, a uh, framework for a digital society, yeah. I suppose. And that's we talk about a lot. It's something nice. I think it's a, a framework for a free digital society. Well, it's not free because you pay for it. Value for value. Well, what, what I mean more so is the free speech angle because one one of the major concerns with all these major platforms now is so things like you know youtube obviously i've had to look through all the youtube terms and conditions of things that we can post can't post etc um and all the other podcast networks are starting to go the same way and youtube has quite famously recently said that any anyone who posts up a video don't say the please don't say the word yeah because that's that falls in with the yeah. experiment that we've spoken about. So don't say the word. Yeah. So anyway, there's been recent events in another country which people may or may not have think uh, were handled correctly or incorrectly. Yeah. And if you if you post the uh, any video that says to the contrary of what history will record the result as, um, they will actually cancel your account and remove you from the platform. Or shadow ban. Yeah, or, or shadow ban. Which I think is worse. I think the shadow banning is worse because I know that there's a lot of... Because I follow a lot of the Twitch guys mm. as well, and there's a that, those DMCA laws. There's, there's a lot of stuff happening in that space. Yeah. And the worst thing would be just not showing us, so you don't know if. Oh, you know though, because like we we can see the views and the likes, yeah. and all that sort of stuff. Which is why I think some of ours have been very low for no reason, and I think the reason is because some of the topics that we've brought up during it. I yeah. think interesting be- because don't forget, especially YouTube. YouTube has uh, like a closed caption service mm. that generates automatically uses yeah. like speech recognition. They can type in a term and they can see 
yeah, eating that's an interesting so, point. Yeah. So those, those are things that we, we will be very careful in speaking about. Yeah, and that's half the concern um, and one of the reasons why the No Agenda guys and Adam Curry specifically have um, gone to this Podcasting 2.0 platform because they still want the podcast to be a bastion for free speech. Mm. Um, and again, they, they want to have it like it, it needs to be. Look, something that Joe Rogan says all the time is that the answer to poor speech isn't to ban people from the platform, it's better speech. So if you think an idea is against your values, you just need to become better at actually getting across your idea sure. and and to disprove you, the other person's idea with your better values. Banning that other person from your platform is not the answer. Correct, yeah. And, and this is why having a platform like podcasting 2.0 by those guys can be really important because the other thing down the track is also going to be like if, if they're looking at shadow bands and all that sort of stuff now it'll just be straight up deleting your content yeah down the track um and look this is why these like even podcast hosting services and stuff like that they're great because they store all your content for you but if then they they then change their terms and conditions and go well you guys talk about subjects that we're not happy with on our platform all that stuff's deleted now yeah like it's concerning. So it is definitely concerning. And I also think, too, getting rid of... Because you know how Netflix is like... They've, they've deleted some of the old video uh, movies and things that showed racism or showed yeah, sexism. All that, all that stuff. All, a lot of them have come up with um, warning uh, messages now that say that... Uh, this video, because was it Gone with the Wind or something like that that was in the news recently? Yeah. Where I think they have they they put a warning up at the beginning, saying that it is a depiction of the cultural um, norms of the cultural time. norms of the time. So I don't think you need a, I don't think you need a uh, warning because I think people are smart enough to know. Hundred percent. And I think. A problem, especially with removing that content, mm-hmm. is if we can see no progression, Yeah. then how can we be better? That's right. Like, we, we talk about goals and stuff like that all the time, because you want to be looking back going, this is where we were, and this is where we've gotten to now. You should feel, when you watch something with that depicts slavery, or, or blatant sexism, yeah. or and, and you should feel sick, you should feel, it should make you feel like... I. I'm glad that we don't live in that's a That's right. You should look happens. at your partner and go, I can't believe we used to treat people like that. Yeah. Like, that's what you should... We, you, that's you know. the idea. But having it... it well, A, it's not, it's not a streaming services job yeah. or it's not any company's job to tell us that. I think that's on the individual. And I think I, I, that's why I believe that all the content should just be ready and available. And I don't think there should be anything mm. deemed as hate speech. There shouldn't be any... Like, the right to free speech is a fundamental human right. 100%, because, you know, where where it can get slippery is, like, at the moment we're talking about free speech in regards to media and stuff like that. So if the drip feeding is you remove free speech from the media, then anyone who's in control of anything can eventually end up doing whatever they want. Because yeah. if you speak against them, like, you'll end up being in a... In a um, a dictatorship society. Hmm. Now, from from a from a more light-hearted uh, view on this, the other thing that is a benefit of what uh, Adam Curry and the Donald Gender guys are trying to do is is move away from an algorithmic mm. and and 
advertising based model. Yeah. They ask for donations and that's what funds their uh, their podcast. Mm-hmm. And like I've said in the past, it's 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 same as the YouTube subscription, like paying for YouTube so you don't get the ads. Mm-hmm. Um, again, in my view, it is... I'm about to sneeze and it's going to be gnarly. And it's gone. Um, <laughs> you will get a better experience if you pay for it and in the long run it will be cheaper. You just won't know it. Yeah, I think... So I was having a conversation with someone about this the other day and um, they were... They were convinced that they would never get like pay for a YouTube subscription, um, and I think it's it's about changing your mindset on a lot of these things because again, obviously we we're in a new age now. It's, it's not changing mindsets; it's being objective. No, I think it's changing mindsets because the thing is. So this is the way that I put it: um, if you wanted to go to a theme park to use any of the theme park services, you need to pay an entry fee. And then once you're inside, you can use whatever that you want whilst you're inside the park. And obviously, if you want some in-park purchases, you can buy food and drinks and all that sort of stuff. Um, so it is unrealistic to think that in the physical world that you can go to um, a business and use their services without paying them any money. Unless, of course, we're talking about the motor trade, <laughs> in which case you can take a salesperson's time and not, not give them anything. Um, but it's, it is unrealistic to think that. Now, so many people consume... Uh, a lot of their content every single day from online services and online platforms. Mm. And a lot of people just have that mindset of if it's on the internet, it should be free for me. But it's, is, it, is it not the same thing? Is it not someone putting work, time and effort into content that you then consume and perhaps you should be actually paying a fee or... or um, you know, contributing something towards that content. But this person, do they have a Netflix subscription? Yeah. Well, there you go. Exactly. So, so forgetting all that analogy, because they've obviously already, they already agree that there is a value associated with the content that's available because they already pay for a service. Yeah. My argument is, objectively, there is more available content on YouTube. Mm-hmm. There is the model itself is superior from a company point of view and also from a content creator's point of view. Netflix has to go and farm out. They have to search for content, pay obscene amounts of money for rights mm. to things. YouTube is generated for free yeah. for them. Well, the argument from their perspective, though, was that the production quality going into the content that's on Netflix is at a much higher level than what you would get in general on YouTube. Yes, but you wait and see now that the theatres are basically shut, there's not going to be that money spent because you're never going to make it back using those mm. streaming services. The so the model will shift. Well, yeah. So all, now the other value proposition for YouTube is the ability to watch... There's no Netflix how to change the tyres on a car. That's right. There's no Netflix how do I make a risotto. Mm-hmm. But YouTube, there is. Yeah. So from a... And I think it's a dollar cheaper per month. Okay. Plus, it gives you access to YouTube Music, which mm-hmm. is basically the equivalent of a Spotify. Yeah. So to me, from a pure objective value for content, YouTube Premium mm-hmm. blows any other service out of the water. Yeah. Especially now that all... Like, we again, we mentioned this a few weeks ago. All the services now are 
because there's been no production in 2020, like all the all the film houses were closed, like a lot of TV series were cancelled, like there's been no real new content coming out. So all these streaming services that you have to pay um, subscriptions to, the amount of content that they've got on them and new content coming out, there is none. Yeah, and doesn't it irk you that Netflix shows different content in different countries? Yeah, yeah. That irks the hell out of me. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense, does That's it? a Murdoch construct. Right. Because he will own the rights, he'll get rights of them first through paid services here in Australia. Yeah. So there are certain things that will be on Netflix America that we're not allowed to watch here. Yeah. Whereas there's there's nothing like that on YouTube. It's yeah, a truly true. global and and uh, f- free distribution, relatively free distribution, not financially free, but a free distribution of content. Yeah. Yeah. That's how it should be. Mm. That's that's that internet part. That's how it should be. Yeah. But I think even getting it down to a more micro level, because like you said, I think the landscape is changing. Um, I think there are starting to become far too many streaming subscription services. And the problem is every single one of these services only has like one um, anchor show or anchor movie. Mm -hmm. And then everything around it is just filler crap. That was Amazon Prime for me. The only show that I want to watch on Amazon is the Grand Tour. Yeah. So they did this big push, and I was I was on board, mm-hmm. and they did ten episodes I think in one year. Now yeah. they do one a year or something. Yeah, yeah. And there, everything else on it is garbage. Yeah. So then, then I think like what what I could see the world going to is having a like pay per view platform, which is a microtransaction for any of your favorites. So, for example, instead of having a Netflix which has got all of all the different Netflix shows on it, if you want to find one of those shows, you just go on the internet, go straight to their website, and pay twenty cents to watch it. Yeah, that's and just watch it directly. I've been saying that for ages. That's the only fair and equitable way. But it's not a three dollar ninety nine rent on uh, uh, YouTube Premium or something like that. It's Mm. it's got to be. The value for the customer has to meet, obviously, what can be profitable for the companies. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's just got there's just a, a happy medium that needs to be found. Mm. But I, I also like we said in the last one, I, I think that you should pay for what you use and not for what you've purchased. Yeah, you, know, yeah. you, you should. Again, with podcasting being so big, if you're twenty minutes into an hour, pay for twenty minutes mm. because that's that's the value that you're getting. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't want to go around in circles, but... Um, For sure. Should we go, okay, should we do the second announcement? Okay, so obviously, just to wrap that up, we are available on Apple. We are looking at trying to... Well, Google just hasn't approved this yet. Yep. Um, and then once that up, we'll let you know, but we'll let everyone know on the uh, social medias as well. It's the RDO podcast. Yeah. Because there is another one called RDO podcast. There's heaps that have RDO on the name. So when I did, this, when I did a Google search, mm-hmm. it was only really that one that flagged up. Okay. So just just be mindful for that because I think the other one was like a right wing and something. Yeah, um, I think that it said that it, it's going to take two days or like you can find us if you actually search, but it will take two days before though. Like you could just scroll through and just see us there. I don't know. But what. by the time this goes out, oh yeah, yeah, it'll yeah, be up. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so giveaway. We have a special giveaway. We have a special giveaway, and. Uh, basically, this stems from the fact that I ordered something off AliExpress and they sent me the wrong thing. 
and instead of sending it back or opening up a uh, like a case for them, mm-hmm. I'll just give it away. So if you have a Samsung, which I think is an S twenty plus, mm-hmm. I think if you've got one of these <laughs> and you subscribe to our channel, right, and you send us a screenshot of you sharing one of our videos, mm-hmm. I'll give this to you. It's a silicon case. It's probably worth three dollars, <laughs> right? It's still got the it's still got like sort of the bracing inside. It is a little bit sweaty because I've just touched it this morning. Got sweaty hands. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is no box because uh, that's how you get stuff cheap is don't get it packaged. But we will give this out. So so the rules are, you have to be subscribed, mm-hmm. and we just want to see a screenshot. You can send it to the Instagram Instagram page, just of you sharing it. And I'll either send this to you or I'll drive well, you to your house. You've and drive got to share it on your page and tag us in it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah, so I think it's S20. I'm pretty sure I tried it on an S20 FE and it doesn't fit. So I think it's an S20 Plus. I think. <laughs> but how about I, how, how about, should I sweeten the deal? Yeah, I, I think we should sweeten it a little bit. How about I throw in a, a, um, Bluetooth receiver. So I bought a bunch of these because I, I deal in a lot of older cars that don't have access to or don't have um, Bluetooth mm-hmm. in them. These little devices you stick in the uh, cigarette lighter and that charges it. It pairs to your phone. I use one of these every single day and it's even a little microphone in it which does audio very poorly but it will get you by if you, if, if, uh, if you really need it. And it also has got USB plugs in it so you can charge your phone as well. And it is a quick charger, mm-hmm. well, which is no good to Apple users. You don't have fast charge. But for Android users you that have a phone that does fast charging, so I'll throw that in. The, the case, mm-hmm. which you could re-gift if you don't have one, and the uh, Bluetooth receiver. There you go. There's a present, our first ever giveaway. Get amongst it. Get amongst it. Get amongst it. And... If there's multiple, we're hoping there's multiple people out there that uh, enter into this, we will we will award the one with the funniest quip as the uh, as the share, yeah, like a share tag, yeah, bring and they'll be judged by us. <laughs> okay, so there you go. Hopefully, by the time this comes out, Google has accepted us because the irony of of all of this will be that. Uh, the users who can put that on their phone can't subscribe to the <laughs> podcasting app. No, but they can get us on YouTube. We're still here. On, we'll still be here on YouTube. Yeah, yeah we're still going to do both. Um, and down the track, we'll look at, obviously, including some of the other audio platforms, but I just want to get on the majors first. When's our other project going to go up? Uh, that'll be that'll be pretty soon. So I, I've got a couple of ideas for it. Um, we, we filmed some new content for you guys as well, which we might start a, a separate series as well. Um, not not separate to the audio podcast, but it's not a podcast series, uh, which I'm sort of mucking around with a little bit. Um, nothing major, but something that you might enjoy. And that'll be up... What day is it now? I'll, I'll, I'll have that up probably by mid-next week, I'd say. I'm thinking about doing another podcast. Mm-hmm. And I spoke to the guy yesterday, and he's keen. Mm-hmm. So I'm probably going to do a, one, a monthly one with someone that is the as much of an abstract car nerd as me. Mm-hmm. So it's a time for us to talk about the... Like, I know everyone's switching off now, mm-hmm. and but 
I'm doing this to protect you so I don't have to talk about it here. I can talk about it with someone that could go toe-to-toe with me about the most abstract vehicles that are that are uh, known to man. Uh, we, we had nicknamed it Chasing Turds, <laughs> but we will need to rename it because I, I looked at like the top 10 automotive uh, podcasts all have at least car or automotive in it. Mm. So I'm trying to think, if anyone can think of a great name about two nerds talking about the cars that no one cares about, <laughs> uh, I'll submit, put your submissions through and it'll probably be like once a month um, it sounds like that that podcast is m- like you're looking for a listener base that is more specific than the listener base that will be listening to this that may be able to go into our giveaway competition and that's how lucky they'll be <laughs> that's how lucky to be able to find a, a diamond in the rough yeah. I, was even call- I was thinking about calling it like vehicular uh, rough in the diamonds or, or something like that or mm. um uh, I was trying to look at uh, antonyms. Turs, another man's treasure. Antonyms for uh, prestige, and it was like, um, oh, what were the? I can't remember what they were, but it was no good. <laughs> it was no good. So I have to keep. We have to think of the name. Some, something to think of. Yeah. 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 So um, I'm hoping to have. I've, uh, Jason has not agreed to uh, edit it, so I've got to get my shit together and, and understand how to do the editing stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and that won't be a visual one. Um, Josh is not a good-looking guy. You don't want to see him. Um, he's he's unique looking though, right? We're all unique looking. No, no, he's all right. He's all right. But I just thought it's it's probably not a YouTube thing. It's 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 a uh, podcast thing. And um, we we want to talk about like values of old shit boxes mm-hmm. from now, and then like it almost start like a bit of an archive that we can go back and say, hey, how much was a W one twenty four Mercedes? You know, in you know, 2021, oh, they're all 12 grand, and then mm. when they're 30 grand, we could sort of... So that's a little bit of a project that, yeah, okay. that we're working on. So. Speaking of um, archives of values and updating, give us a, a Bitcoin and altcoin update. What a ride, baby. <laughs> what a ride. It's still not over. Mm-hmm. Bitcoin hit a new all-time high. I think last week it was $35,000 Aussie, I think is what it had hit. It is now mm-hmm. cracked... Forty-five thousand mm-hmm. dollars. It's hovering around the forty-two, forty-three mark, sort of fluctuating. Yep. But what tends to happen? I don't know if I mentioned this before. But what tends to happen is, when Bitcoin peaks, people sell their profits and they go buy altcoins, some of the other coins that are available. Which is what I did. I, I went, I sold some Bitcoin, bought some Ethereum with it, which is like the number two coin. Stay away from XRP. I know a lot of people said XRP, but they're about to be outlawed, um, and you get a lot of hate for mentioning it, but that'll happen. Um, and now I believe we're entering what's called alt season. Mm-hmm. Alts, the beauty of alt season is that it moves at a parabolic rate in comparison to Bitcoin. Everyone looks at Bitcoin because it's the, the top dog and it's mm-hmm. the most expensive one, but the ones behind it, you can, you can double, triple yeah. your, your yields on it. I've got a lot of people that are contacting me now, which is great. I wish you'd like, I have... I've been speaking about this to my my network mm-hmm. ever since I started, like sort of four years ago, in the shit times as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's nice to see people on board now. It's nice to see people asking the right questions about it. Um, this cycle's going to be big. It's going to be bigger, a lot bigger than before. There's a lot of people coming out saying it's going to be a hundred grand, but I remember them saying that last time too. I don't think it'll be a hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Uh, I think it could hit fifty thousand Australian this cycle maybe Mm -hmm. and um, what I suggest 
is don't get in. <laughs> don't get in because if you had got in when I originally told you not to get in, you probably would have doubled your well, money. Yeah, you would have doubled your money. Yeah, um, so I'm glad you didn't. And But from a real point of view, wait later on this year and buy the dip. When it, when it drops, and it will drop, it mm-hmm. always does. It's how all markets work. You can't have this parabolic rise and let it, it won't, will never stay there. Mm-hmm. Um, when it dips, that's your opportunity to get in. Mm. There are massive benefits. I don't know if everyone saw the uh, video I posted up from Venezuela. It's an old video, but like a hot dog was 9,000 bolivares, mm. which is the equivalent of like a week's pay. Yeah. So don't let oh, all the stimulus money that, that, that we're getting, we're going to have to pay for eventually in, in, in taxation or, yeah. or debasing of our currency. So best, the best way to hedge against that is to get an asset that is not mm. cash. And especially when we are edging closer and closer towards negative interest rates yeah. as well. Yep. Um, so. like, you know, like we said before, negative interest rates means you've got money in a savings account in the bank. They'll actually be pulling money off you mm-hmm. uh, for the privilege of holding onto it for you. So yeah. you do need to find. It sounds ridiculous. Different. It sounds counterintuitive that that everyone's like, oh, money in the bank and blah 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 blah, and and your parents are definitely going to say it too because for them, you know, when they were paying, they're probably paying eighteen percent interest on their property, um, but they'll they'll getting twelve percent in the yeah. in the in the bank, and if you had cash and you owned your property outright, it was that was the best solution. But yeah. it's definitely not the best solution now. There are other things out there. I'm not saying that crypto is the answer. Mm. I'm saying crypto is an uh, an it's available. Option. Option. Yeah. And, and this is what we like. We spoke about this the other day um, in regards to boomers and housing and mm. you know investing and all that sort of stuff. And the, the problem is, and this is why we've always got to constantly update our thinking about everything because mm. the world's constantly changing. And the problem with a lot of boomers that try to give out advice is that they will give out advice that worked for them, which makes sense because you're like, hey, I did this, I was successful, you should do it too. The problem is the rules have changed, the game has changed. Um, it's like anyone from any sport who was one of the greats, if you put them into the new game, you get know, destroyed. they'll get destroyed because the game is different. So, um, boomers, congratulations. You, uh, you, a lot of you did extremely well. Like probably the easiest mark conditions that you could have. Yeah. And if you winch me about paying your 18% interest rate on your $50,000 mortgage, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> like, but I think I'm the only person out there that's probably saying like, don't buy a house for young people. Mm. And there are, like, I would be, I would be investing in <clears throat> go rent a place, a modest place that would be equivalent to the top of house that you're going to buy. Mm-hmm. Whatever the difference between what your rent was going to be and what your mortgage payment was going to be, plus your expenses, mm-hmm. put that in a you know an ETF fund or something. Yeah. Or, or invest that in something. Mm-hmm. And uh, the reason why I say that is because. Your the share performance, like business performance, is 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 definitely um, growing, especially mm-hmm. after what we've just been through. Uh, but also, once you once you're in that market, once you start turning that money, um, you, you're going to get sort of exponential growth. And mm-hmm. properties aren't moving like they once were back in the day because mm-hmm. you've got to think about affordability. The our wages aren't meeting what the property prices are. Yeah. So there's only so much that people can spend. And the one big benefit I would say. Of having a share portfolio as opposed to a property is access. Yeah. So if something happens, and when I say something happens, I don't necessarily mean something bad, but if an opportunity comes up, mm. you know, you can buy a business or you can buy a you, you 
there's an opportunity overseas, the ability to be able to liquid, uh, liquidate fast yeah. is far more beneficial than having something locked up, you know, selling a house, paying some real estate agent 20 grand to, to, sell, mm. to sell your place. So um, do your research and look across, like, take your headspace out of the old traditional, I've got to buy a house because, you know, you've got to have a home. Mm. Uh, there's heaps of places to live. Mm. There's heaps of, you know, I rent my place. Mm. I, I own property as well, but I don't think it's necessarily been a good investment for me. Mm. But I rent a place so that I can, for the amount that I pay for rent, is less than what I would pay for a mortgage on it. Yeah. And yeah. if something breaks, you just ring them up and yeah, fix it. Yeah, just call them up. Yeah. So, yeah, just, just keep an open mind. And, and look at... Look at You've got to have a long-term strategy. Mm-hmm. The stuff is not quick. A lot of these, a lot of these friends of mine that are jumping on the crypto now, they just want to make a quick buck. Yeah, and yeah, that, that's one of the um, the things I see posted up on like Instagram stuff all the time about um, you know people asking like Warren Buffett, like Warren Buffett, why why do you tell everyone your investment strategy? Um, you know, why don't you just keep it yourself? And he's like, well, I just tell everyone because no one wants to get rich slow. Yeah, like a lot of these strategies, like. You know, there is, well, sorry, there are some quick get-rich-quick schemes. Like, if you were an early adopter of Bitcoin and you kept it... Well, it's not quick. It's slow. Well, yeah, that's a, that's a good point, too. Like, it came um, out 2010. Yeah, yeah. And you will only have been, you know, rich off it if you held it for 10 years. Mm. So, not, it's not fast. No. It's not fast. No, that's right. That's right. But have a strategy. Think outside the square. Seek out more uh, information. Do your own investigation. Don't don't rely on one source for your information. Yep. Diversify your knowledge. Yep. Diversify your portfolio. Yep. Um, and be smart. And if you don't, if if the investment doesn't make sense, don't invest. Yeah. Would be, sure. would be would be my would yep. be my thing. Oh, and don't invest more than you're willing to lose. Yeah, hundred percent. Like at the end of the day, investing is like gambling. And if you're going into it with, if you, if you have to make profit on this to survive, it might be yeah. too high risk. You're not at that you. stage yet. Yeah. That's exactly right. Like, you know, you do want to, um, one of the things that I'm mindful of with our investing is obviously we still got a decent little nest egg just sitting there that we can live off mm. because I don't want to be caught in a situation where the world tanks, the um, stock market goes backwards, and then I've got no money to live off, sure. so I'm forced to sell out at the lower prices. Yep. I would prefer to be in a position where I can just hold that and then just wait for it to bounce back, which yep. it will always do. Can I say that to the people jumping on crypto? Yeah. If I hear anyone has lost money on Bitcoin, I'll slap you in the face. Yeah. Because you will never lose unless you sell at a loss. Yeah. Don't sell. Yeah. If it drops, and, the- and it will... Yeah. Stay, just leave it. Yeah, just, just leave just it. Just stay at the course. Cause, and that's that's the problem with everyone who's getting on it now. Is they're like, oh, it's had a meteoric rise. It's doubled in two, two or three weeks. Mm. I'm going to get on that. And the problem is they're buying in at, at the highest and then it will halve in two to three weeks. And they'll be like, oh, I'm losing too much money. Quick, I've got to, I've got to keep what I've got. And you lose 50% in yep. two or three weeks. Whereas, yeah, if you held it, then you're, you'd, you'll just... Uh, ride the next race. Yeah, like I said, I said it last time when, when we spoke about it at thirty five grand. You, there is literally not one person in the world that's lost money on Bitcoin at that moment when you're at an all time high. Yeah. Well, we're back at an all time high now. That's right. So and 
again in the next cycle might take three years might take four years but well, we will go one higher one of the things that I'm going to find interesting about it is like I, I'm going to assume that with the meteoric rise that it's had this time that I, I don't think the gap will be three years anymore I think it'll be far less than that because when it dips, because more people know about it and have seen where it's gotten to, I think when it dips, so many more people are going to buy the dip. For sure, but it's still follow the natural course that all markets do, and there are still non-believers out there. Mm. What I found really offensive, so, so some friends of mine that have reached out and are investing in it now, they've sent me all these great articles by the JP Morgans, by the Citibanks, by all those guys talking about it, like, I remember when you guys said it was a scam. Yeah. I remember when every single one of you um, you bankers told everyone not to do it, not to touch it. It's a scam. It's a bubble. It's, you know, it's a Ponzi scheme. You had no idea about it, yet you were writing articles. And... No, nah, it wasn't that they had no idea about it, but it was moving people away from their institutions. So that's why they were trying to scare everyone away from them. But they could have been in it then, too. But they're in it now. But banks probably were in it then. No, they're not. They weren't. They were trying to talk... If that's that's exactly what I'm saying. Right. They should have been. Mm. But they, they denied it and, and it created animosity. For me personally, there were people who I would have conversations with that were literally offended by the concept of... Like I had someone call me communist mm. because I owned some Bitcoin and because I believed in that, <laughs> in that thing. Because that's what, that's what these banks are trying to... Yeah, so it was propaganda. Absolute propaganda. But yeah. now all of them have flipped... None of them are saying, oh, we were wrong. They're saying, oh, yeah, this is our investment portfolio and this is what we're going to do. We're going to expose 20% of our uh, investments into this and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. I remember. So, yeah. Because they realise if you can't beat them, join them. And look, banks, to their credit, if there's a profit opportunity out there, they, they'll usually take yeah. it. Yeah. But the bigger profit opportunity for them back in the day was to get rid of cryptocurrency altogether. That's why they for went sure. that way. But you can't when it's decentralised. And that's the beauty of but it. But you can try by scaring people away from but it. But this has proven that it doesn't work. That's right, which is why they are, they've now adapted and they've jumped on board. Yeah, so um, so thank you, banks, because you've paid me. <laughs> you've paid me a fortune. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you don't get to hear those words very often. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, But, but, in, but do your research. Um, you know, Again, like I've said before, I really believe in that decentralisation. I do really believe... Oh, that's what I wanted to say too. Mm. I was at dinner... Uh, I was at, uh, I was at a, um, what are they, uh, like Yeah, yeah, great, a great thing at the Gold Coast. Anyway, I did two financial transactions in the in the that night. Mm. So there was a table of six of us, no five of us, and um, and when we had finished, um, one of the guys he he goes, I'll pay for the whole lot and just. EFT me the, the difference yeah. and I pulled out some cash I had, I had the cash and he's looked at, he's like eh, I'm not going to use it can you send me mm. I'm like yeah, yeah no problems but also throughout that night a friend had contacted me and I had to pay for something through him mm-hmm. and I I said because I know he's a crypto guy as well I'm like can I send it to you in crypto mm. he's yeah no worries let me so I paid for I paid him in crypto and I'll tell you how it worked I'm eating dinner at the time, and I've got my phone sitting next to me. It was literally, send me the address, and what do you want to get paid in? Ethereum? He goes, yeah, I've got an Ethereum wallet. He goes to his app, copies his address, Mm -hmm. sends it to me. I go to my app, copy, paste his address, type in the amount, 
push send. There's three options for the speed at which you want it to go. Okay. The faster it is, the more you pay in a fee. Right. So I just chose the slowest because there was no rush. Yep. 45 seconds. Oh, wow. 45 seconds at the slowest rate. Wow, okay. Um, it is easier to, and, and I, I want to make this very clear, mm-hmm. it is easier and faster to pay someone using crypto mm. than it is to use a banking app, whether you've got pay ID. The only time the only time what banking the? comes close is if you know the person you've already transacted with them, right? Because then you've got their address saved. And one of the examples I give you of, of the, the shortfall in, in uh, doing a banking transaction is you can't just copy and paste your BSB and account number. Well, you've got to do it separately. You've got to copy your BSB and you've got to copy your account. Well, okay, so that's two lots. Yeah. You know, often it's not an easy thing to do. Mm-hmm. Cryptography, the address is a cryptographic uh, line. It's it's massive. Mm. You're never going to type it yeah, out. that's right. So you just copy, paste it. Yeah. It's so easy. It's what, so what fast. What day of the week was it that you went out to dinner? So, uh, sun, Sunday? So the weekend. Yeah. And it was still 45 seconds. So I made one of the worst decisions, yeah, the worst yeah. financial decisions you can ever make. A few, uh, this is about a month ago. I had a big win on the UFC. Mm. Uh, big win on the UFC. And um, it was one of those like uh, midweek cards. I think it was on a Thursday or Friday, something like that. And then, so I played with a little bit on, on, on the Friday on the NBA. I was like, right, well, I want to pull some of my profits out. So I did a withdrawal from my sports bet account after 5 p.m. on a Friday night. Oh, so when did you get it? Um, Tuesday. And here's the thing. We all know that someone doesn't walk in on Monday morning yeah, and go, right. I'm going to process the things. Ooh, yep. This one to this one. Okay, I'll move, click, dra- control C, copy, mm, control V. That doesn't happen. Nope. So why? Yeah. And we all know why. And we just, we just think that that's how it should be done. Crypto was the perfect example. Now, Ether is one of the slow. Bitcoin's the slowest right. because it's the oldest. It's... It works off technology that's the oldest tech ver- yep. version of it. And there's people, uh, new cryptos hitting the market that are solving some of these problems. Mm-hmm. But 45 seconds on the slowest setting. So for me... On a weekend. On a weekend, mm-hmm. 24-7. So uh, if I was doing it for my business, there are times when, because I, I think I told you this before, ComBank holds my money for 24 hours before I pay anyone. So if yeah. I want to buy a car, I've got to... I've got to leave the money, get rid of the money for 24 hours, and a client doesn't see it for 24 hours, yeah. so they often don't want to give me the car. Yeah. But if I did crypto, it would literally be in their account before we had finished talking about it. Yeah, yeah. That is the future of financial transactions. 100%. And banks, before you get superseded, just get on board. Like, have those services available to your customers, because otherwise you will be... You'll end up being like Kodak when they invented the digital camera. Well, we all know they they, they can. They're just they're just not because yeah. I don't know if you're. Um, I found that Osco payments only work some of the time now. Yeah. It's not instantaneous every time. Yeah. Because I had I had a transaction here. He goes, I've got Osco, and it was not. A, it was just five hundred dollars. Wasn't a big. It wasn't a big amount, mm-hmm. and it was supposed to be for a deposit. Twenty four hours. Yeah. Why? Yeah, it just makes no sense, doesn't it? I told you about the time when I tried to, I paid for a car 
and the transaction wasn't going through. Mm. And I went to the bank because it was from Commonwealth Bank to another bank. So I went there and said, hey, I need this guy to be paid. Mm. He rings the other bank and and then he goes, he's got the phone up to his ear and he goes, okay, so this guy wants to know, have you actually met this guy? Yeah. Yes, mate, I've, I've met him. Okay, does the car exist? I said, I'm the car dealer. Mm. So now the banks, two banks are getting involved yeah. with my transaction. That's insane. Oh, look, in fairness, after we spoke about scammers the other week... It's... I'm a car dealer. Mm. I'm a car dealer. I know my business yeah. better than a bank knows my business. Mm. So that is unacceptable. And there is nothing... I said, I need to get this flag removed. Like, I need... Yeah, because this is this is putting me at risk, where I'm I'm paying money out of my pocket and I'm not getting the asset, mm. whilst the person is sitting there with me. And yeah. fair enough, they don't want to give me the, the 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 car, right? I wouldn't either. Yeah, yeah. Right until money clears, and they said, "Oh yeah, but security protocols are like there's nothing we can do about it." Yeah, that's insane. Isn't well, it? that attitude. It's your money. It's your money that. Let me use it how I want to. Security protocols. You can't use your own money. If I had cash, I could I could get withdraw the cash and I could I could um, uh, count it in front of them and give it to them. That's the only way to do an instantaneous transaction. Yeah. But they won't let you do that either because you're not allowed to input more than ten thousand dollars. And if you transact in more than ten thousand dollars, you need to fill out a thing saying you're not a money launderer. Yeah. So. Which is ironic because the they banks are. keep getting dumped on money. Yeah, they're laundering. like, hey, hey, can you leave the laundering to us, please? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You really That's our niche market. Yeah. So oh. anyway, that's my rant. That's my rant. Cool. So before we get into the weeds too much, so things to do for you for this week, jump on Apple Podcasts, subscribe on there if you've got an iPhone. Um, hopefully Google will be available uh, by the end of this as well, so then all of you Android users can jump on it as well. So subscribe on there. Uh, take a screenshot of you of your subscription to it, post on your social media, tagging the audio podcast in it, so you can win these fantastic prizes. Beautiful. That's it. Thank you very much for joining us again. We'll see you next time again.